Live on SEN Track Southwest Gippsland 91.3 FM and SEN Track Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Well, it's a big wide welcome to you wherever you might be in the wonderful region of Gippsland. 17 degrees and sunny. What's that all about? Uh, it's the last weekend of July and we're live here at the Killy Bass Football Club this afternoon for Saturdays in Gippsland. Great to have your company. Ian Doherty here and joining me as he does every or has always done on a Saturday afternoon. But today, sadly, for the very last time, Mr. Brad Sinclair. Sinkers, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Wiz. It's 17 degrees, all right. I nearly put the shorts on today. Oh, you're scaring me already. But if I'd have done that, they would have seen the pins and asked me to play at Killy Bass. Uh, struggling a bit. Perhaps. Are you going to explain yourself last day? Uh, yes, I uh, very, very luckily got offered a uh, gig that I've been looking to try and get for about 25 years, a drive time hosting my own show Monday to Friday up on the central coast of New South Wales, um, which, whilst it's uh, fantastic and I've been looking forward to getting a gig like that, it is with a heavy heart that I finish up today with SEM because I don't think there's anything more I enjoy in my life, apart from a nice latte on the beach, <laughs> is calling the footy. And, uh, so what's the station? Local footy. What's the station? 2RE. Don't do Anyone, please do not ring and uh, abuse me or abuse anyone at the station. Do you, do you take talkback calls? So you're very sad that yeah. you're leaving. We're not, so it's OK. Yeah, I've got to wait. I travel off tomorrow. Yep. got the week off and I'll get, get there Monday and I'll got the week off and I go to where the following Monday. You know who I'm following? Who, who's on... In mornings before me, hmm. hello world, John Laws. So you'll be uh, the youngest I'll person, him. youngest person on the station. Oh, well, <laughs> apparently he's got the old walk and frame going and everything. But uh, yeah, I will be the youngest. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because of that, Brad. And we're sorry to see you go, mate. But we're going to have some fun this afternoon. But sitting in between us today, for his first time here on Saturdays in Gippsland, is our new guy. And um, we're going to initiate the new guy too. But we'll start by introducing him, Aiden Box. Boxy, welcome. Thanks, Wiz. It's great to be here. Bit of a change of scenery for me. Been calling West Gippsland TV matches all season long so far. But, yeah, a bit of a change of scenery for me. Very happy to be here. Big shoes to fill as well. You're gone with the nickname Boxy Wiz. There's a couple of ones we come up with were better than that off air. Yeah, well, we stick with Boxy <laughs> for now. Thanks, Brad. But, uh, yeah, welcome aboard, mate. You've got a great head for radio, so you should be fine. Uh, tell us the Aiden Box story so that we know who we're dealing with here. Yeah, so I've been in the media for a number of years now. So working as a reporter for the... Um... Yeah, uh, sports journalist for the South Gippsland Sentinel Times. Right. So I've covered this league for about two and a half years, know it very well, played in it for about ten years as well. Uh, studying sports media at the moment. I'm yep. in my final semester, actually, at Holmesgren Institute, which has been absolutely tremendous. It's taught me a lot. So also do a bit of social media for Inverloch Conway, which is where I'm from. Yep. I'm going to try and not be biased, obviously. They're going very well this year, though. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, a, a number of other things. I've called a bit of footy up in Melbourne for mm -hmm. the Vaffa. Yep. And this season I've ventured down here and obviously done the start of the season for West Gippsland Football Netball Competition TV. Uh, and now I'm here with you guys. and I've Been doing be a bit, been 
doing a bit in the city with the CN2, Wiz. Yes, it's uh, been working as our uh, work experience man up there at, um, at one of the SEN companies. Sammy Watson reckons he makes him coffee all day. Ah, oh, see, welcome <laughs> aboard, mate. Uh, nice to have you on board anyway, uh, Aidan, and uh, welcome to the team, mate, to Saturdays in Gibson. This is a little uh, show. We sit around for an hour and waffle about what's going on around the place and uh, as a warm-up to our match of the day, which will be today here at Killy Bass Football Club in what looked to be close to perfect conditions here as the home side take on Cooey Rupp in today's match of the day. And, of course, the home side with just the slightest mathematical chance, perhaps, mm. of making the top six. So to keep their chances alive, they've got to win and win well today. And uh, our producer, as you quite rightly have suggested... Uh, guys, Sam Watson is uh, playing at centre-half back for Killy Bass today. So we'll be talking to him shortly, but also uh, our usual uh, segments, hot or not, come on, man. And we're doing a full preview of the West Gippsland action today and the Ellen Banger District Football and Netball League before their match of the day this afternoon. Going to be spending a little bit of time on last night's game, of course, with the Blues, Mighty Blues. Da, 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 is, it, is that the time? Magpies. Is that the time? I'm just not sure whether we can. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was the greatest night I've had, I don't know, in about 30 years. It was definitely Carlton's <laughs> best win in 10 years. <laughs> you need to get out. <laughs> no, that's true. It's all I'm saying. It was a good win by the Blues, no doubt about that. You watched it, Aiden. Yeah, it's, it's great when Carlton win the flag in July. Yeah. Oh, Collingwood's, <laughs> Collingwood's been winning flags all year. Well, and... they don't hand out big silver cups no. on July 31, champs. So doesn't, matter, of, doesn't matter when you time big... left yet. And don't forget, they've lost 27 premierships, Collingwood, but who's counting? Yeah, well, we, it's probably because we've lost count. Just an update here in the action this afternoon. In bright sunshine out here, it looks to be half-time in the reserve grade clash here. The home side, Killy Bass. Have kicked just the one goal, but Kiwi Rupp have managed seven goals, 10.52. So in control of this contest in the reserve grade here, you'd think. Yeah, the under-18 game again, as I say, every week. I love the under-18 competition in the West Gippsland League. It is a ripper. And uh, Kiwi Rupp got up. It was close all day, and they ended up getting up by 28 points in the end. And ironically, they were sitting eighth and ninth, the two teams, which is exactly where the seniors sit, eighth and ninth. Yeah, interesting in itself. Kilcunda Bass Football Club now a precursor to a very big night tonight. They've got a premiership reunion, oh. the 2011 and 2012 and 2013. The three-peat premierships is on today, Saturday, July the 29th. They're probably getting started over in the club rooms this afternoon, but it'll go well into the night tonight. There'll be plenty of talking about... Uh, that great era for the Kilcunda Bass oh, Football Club. I coached Phillip Island in 2013 and we played Kelly Bass on the Easter Saturday game. Yep. And I'd coached in uh, premierships with big crowds and that Easter Saturday against Kelly Bass was the biggest crowd I've ever coached in front of. And there was a certain player for Kelly Bass who I'd coached at Neil Madarnham in 0789 yeah. by the name of Kale Burgles went and pulled our pants down and kicked eight <laughs> and was an absolute super player. He'll be here today as part of that 2013 so Premiership. Stuff of legends there. Three flags in a row for the Killy Bass. It's a 10th anniversary uh, today at the club. So all partners and family welcome there. Uh, for more information, get to their socials or their website. Uh, just a quick one too. Today, 100 games in the Latrobe Valley Umpires Association. Riley Earl. Uh, is uh, his third year of service coming up 100 games this week? He's had three grand finals already, Ooh, mainly uh, under 15s and a boundary point in the mid Gippsland fourths. So well done to him. All right, time for us to get into our West Gippsland preview before the break. Plenty going on here. We're sort of coming up 
for uh, round 15 action uh, this weekend in the competition. We'll get to who's playing who a little later on. Uh, let's get to the ladder firstly. Just a quick summary of where we're at with the competition ladder after 14 rounds. Aidan, if you grab that there. How are we looking? So the Seagulls in Black Comac, they're still on top. They've got 52 points and 300% at the moment. They're just the two points ahead of Phillip Island, who are chasing very hard at the moment. They're probably the form team of the competition, and that draw they had with Nana Goon is basically what puts them behind at the moment. Jordan Delmore, the reigning Premier, they're sitting third at the moment, just six points behind Phillip Island with 44 points. Nana Goon, who beat Inverloch Comac, the first to do that this season, and they're in fourth with 38 points at the moment. So a bit of a scattered top four in terms of points, but that's as they sit. And then Coraline, who were very impressive last week, have called their game against Jordan Delmore. They almost pulled that off but not quite in the end. But they were very impressive, and their defence has lifted, which is very dangerous for the competition. And they're on 36 points, just the two points behind Nana Goon. Following them are the Dusties, who have revived their season very well. They've got 28 points in six, and that rounds out the finals, we, hopefuls. We'd, um, we'd written them off uh, six weeks ago, Brad, hadn't we? The Dusties? Yeah, yeah, I had. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I just think uh, the one thing that they had in their favour, Dalston were going south at a great rate of knots. Mm. Mm. And those Magpies, they still sit behind, one win behind, and they're going to struggle to make it with the games they have left. They still can. They're on 24 points, but they're a massive percentage behind, almost 60% behind. So they'll have a bit of work to do. And then in seventh is Dalson, as I mentioned, and in eighth behind them, as Wiz mentioned before, is Kilcunderbass on 20 points. And then Kilcunderbass up their opponent today on 16 who can get pretty close to that eighth spot if they win here today at Bass. And then Garfield are in 10th with 16 points. Coenborough-Bena with 12 with their two wins over Bunyip. And the Bulldogs, unfortunately, are winless in last position at the moment. Well, so Coenborough have three wins now because they actually beat yes. uh, Killy Bass. That's so true. they've done really well. Hey, the other one is there. I think Dalston will go to eighth today. If Kilcunder Bass win, they'll go to seventh, mm -hmm. just outside, and Dalston will drop another rung on the line. Well, we think they're two games out at this point. Uh, no, no, no. No, I'm saying they will overtake Dalston in seventh spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Because there's no doubt no, no, Goon's going to beat Dalston. So a win's imperative today for Killy Bass. Yes. No doubt about that. Uh, and uh, they'll keep themselves just in with a mathematical mathematical opportunity to make the final six, mm. there you would say. So um, that was the big upset last weekend, of course, wasn't it? Killy Bass going down to uh, Carrumburra. Six points. If they're going to play finals footy, they're the games they've got to win. So, And it's really cost them now. They're two games out. I think the, the real big thing, like with Dalston, when they've been beaten, when they're playing some of these sides in that top four, four area, last week they get beat by 154 points at, in the hands, at the hands of Phillip Island. They've lost... Uh, and They're my new flag favourite, by the way, Phillip Island. Yep. They're so potent up forward. Jack Taylor, the captain, kicks 10 last week. Yeah, wow. And we don't talk about him in the goal kicking. We're talking about other guys. Yeah. He pops up and kicks 10. They're potency up uh, forward. Jack Taylor could just easily pop up and play centre-half back next week. So, exactly And right. that's what makes them so good. They're versatile in that regard. But I called this a few weeks ago, Brad. The reason we like the way they go is that they're beating teams above them on the ladder yep. so frequently now that there's only one team above them. Yes. And we'll be covering that in, uh, I think, round 18. But uh, the only other one, I yeah. we look at the results coming out of it. Nanagoon 
last week defeated Inverloch in a fantastic game. They've yeah. drawn with Phillip Island. They're probably the other one that are beating teams above them on the ladder. They might bring a little bit of X factor into those bottom three spots in the finals. Most certainly. They've only, you know, they've drawn with Phillip Island and lost and beaten Inverloch. No, no, Goon, they're, they're a side that are uh, really thereabouts. Um, where I just think if Nana Goon, right now, I reckon they've gone, not on the ladder, but they've gone ahead of Turret and Delmore. Yeah. I really reckon that. Yeah. I, I called Turret and Delmore last week at Caroline, and they just don't look like themselves. I'm not sure why it is. I, re, I have this feeling that they're much too reliant on their top liners. Brent McCaffrey was phenomenal, according to Premier Data. I saw a post that he had 38, he had 10 clearances and they were losing the ruck all afternoon to Big Will Thomas. Obviously, Peeva Wright, who is essential to their team, he's out at the moment mm. with a leg injury. So, McCaffrey was outstanding. He kicked the winning goal in the end and he had 38, as I mentioned, and 10 clearances, but I think they rely on him, McKenna down back. I think they rely on them too much and they miss James Trezois, who was a real connector for them, a Bailey Fritch-like player up forward for them because a lot of the traffic was heading to Julian Suarez and Stuart Scanlon and they were just getting out muscled and a lot of the time their ball movement just wasn't what we saw in mm. 2022. They still try and use the wing, they try and use that uncontested mark but just wasn't working for them with the pressure that Carolyn brought so that's worrying for them and and you're right, Sinkers, I think Nana Goon have overtaken them at this point. Yeah, and Carolina, as you said, you've seen them last week. They're not far behind. I actually got three wrong last week, which this competition right now, that's a good sign when you're tipping three wrong. You're normally getting around that 5-6, yeah. but I went Coraline over Turin. They fall short by two points. I picked Karen Burra to beat Kilcunda. They fall short by six points. And obviously, you tip Inverloch Conwack to beat Nana Goon, and they go and get up. So the, the competition's alive right now. Can't help but be impressed by uh, what Nana Goon dished up to uh, Inverloch. Uh, last weekend oh, in our match of that day too. Their pressure was yep. fantastic all day. And moves. Brent Hughes into the middle. Yes, really Played good. up back all year. He's, he's a veteran. He goes into the middle and he's he brought that pressure. Small, hard body, but he just yep. he kept winning the footy, but his physical pressure had him looking over their shoulder yep. uh, towards really the end there. Carlton-like pressure. Well, it was very similar to what we <laughs> saw last night. Yeah, no doubt was. about that. Now, talking about some of the better players, interesting, I'm looking at uh, HQ there, and uh, all we can go by at this point will be players and how many times they've been nominated in the best for their club. On top, Jay Walker from Currumburra yeah. yeah, and he I'm played sorry. a wonderful game when we were there a couple yeah. of weeks ago yep. um, little little guy but he just keeps going mm. I reckon if he stays around and Currumburra Bina stay together he can be one of the competition's best mids give him three years he's got an awesome tank skill yep. he's smart and so, Paul Fermanis is coaching him so well into a beautiful teaching player. him well that's true but you know what this this form that you printed well, I've printed it out off HQ that's telling us he's already there He's yeah. one of the key mids in in this competition. Hayden Batali Simmons, of course, uh, oh, for Turin and Dalmore, is uh, equal with him, or one point behind him. Again, Matthew Vosser will see today from Kiwi Rupp, and Ben Eddy will also see today from uh, Killy Bass. So the top four will have had a look at all over the last few weeks. We've got any predictions as to who's going to take the medal? Oh, gee, that's a I, that's a hard one. I've got. Uh, he might get a lot of votes stolen off him, but he's played in every game. I've got Tate Short from Inverloch Conwack. Yeah, yeah. Will ha yeah mine's from Inverloch Conwack, even though he missed a few games. Will Hams or Tom Hams, both had super years. Yeah, those Short two. Short played well last yeah. week. He's, he's probably one of the few that could hold his head up last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing today with this game, Kui mm -hmm. Rupp, like they're sitting ninth. They've got two players in the top 12 in the goal kicking in Wells and Adam Armin. Yep. I, that's a super effort for a team sitting ninth. 
that have got two players in the top dozen. Yeah, it I is. think that. So they're they them up forward, and I'm big on this. Teams up forward that can kick goals. Yep. They're worth your weight in goal, and yep. that's where it worries me at Turret and Delmore. Yeah, true. Uh, let's quickly look at the today's games before we go to our break here in the West Gippsland competition. Round 15 action. Uh, first up, Bunyip uh, hosting Invlock Kongwak. That's um, that's obviously a, a pretty obvious result there, you'd imagine. Yeah, but I'll get to rest a few too, okay, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah long year for Bunyip. They're debuting some young fellas, Kate Brown and Harry Butcher. Congratulations to them. They'll debut... In the seniors today. Well done. Uh, Dalston and Nanagoon drove uh, through Dalston on the way here today, came down over the hills and down from the valley there. Beautiful and spot. Big crowd, a big mm. crowd in uh, at Dalston for their game against the Goon today. Nanagoon easy. I think yeah, that I think crowd so. will get let down, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, you could be right. I think they've had a disappointing second half of the season, the Pies. But the Goon at the moment, one of the four form sides in the competition. Garfield hosting Coral Inn today. You'd imagine the Cobras will get that done. Yeah, go Coral in, but geez, I've been impressed with Paul Carver, Carbis and, and Garfield this year. Been really happy with them. Yeah, no, very good. Uh, what's the next one? Well, today, uh, Killy Bass and uh, Killy Rupp. We'll probably talk about that later in the show. We'll move yep. on. Uh, Turin and Delmore hosting Currumburra Bina. Yeah, Delmore will get that job done. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a bloodbath as well. Yeah, okay. And the, and the, oh, bloodbath. Okay. The standby. And the last one, the Dusties uh, hosting Phillip Island today. I expect that to be a reasonable contest. Yeah, they'll be better than what they were against them last time. Uh, but Phillip Island, boy, are they informed. They're the side right now. Western Park, a little bit of taste. There might be some final action. We don't mm. have any venues for finals just yet. We might see if we could chase that one down with our old mate Brett Tassari. Finals announcements, or venues anyway. For the final series. Time getting away from us here. It's time for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking to our producer and star centre half back for Killy Bass, Sammy Watson. Also coming up, uh, come on, man, and uh, hot or not, plus a full preview of the Ellen Bank action. Plenty to come here on Saturdays at Gippsland. Back right after this. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM, and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Great to have your company here, Saturdays in Gippsland. We're live at Kilt Cunderbass uh, Football Netball Club today for our match of the day, a little bit later on this afternoon. Bright sunshine and 17 degrees, hard to work out for the final weekend of July. Joining us now... There's a man who'll be lining up at centre-half back for Killy Bass this afternoon, but also our producer, so a friend of the show, Sammy Watson. Sam, welcome. welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Looking forward to this one. Got you standing out on the boundary line there with a microphone, and uh, hopefully you don't get mowed down by some of these reserve great boys. Now, Aidan Box, the new man. Yep. Uh, you would have met Aidan before. Aidan, Sam, Sam, Aidan. Yep, definitely. Yeah. He's an Invlock boy, so not far from one thaggy. Well, being an Invlock boy, he's uh, put together a couple of serious questions for you, Sammy. Right. So uh, off, off, off you coach, go, Boxy. Coach Lee Rowe is just yeah. sitting just up there, so he should um, thank me for answering these ones. Instead, <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> get out I know, of already. I know Rowe all right as well. He's a good fella. And you obviously came in last year and yep. you were looking to make finals, but you've been inconsistent since. You've been in games against teams around you fighting for finals, such as Warrigal Industrials, yep. but you've lost games like last week to Coenborough-Bena. Where's that inconsistency come from and is it frustrating? Yeah, it's definitely definitely frustrating. Like obviously, last year was a, a very um, one of those years. Like I suppose what Ross Lyons talking about this year, like an exploration year with um, how it is with St Kilda. So for us, so um, I think it's I think last year we were just happy to get I think seven wins on the board, and this year we definitely were expecting to make that leap and and, and get into the top six. Not, not maybe expecting is the wrong word, but. Um, 
thinking that we'd have quite a good chance to. So, yeah, there's multiple reasons for, for why we've been um, inconsistent. Like, obviously, injuries a big thing. But, and that creates a bit of a flow-on effect. Like We have had a shocking, absolutely appalling run with injuries this year. I know it's an excuse, but um, you have blokes go away, especially. And then um, when you do lose a couple of early games, you, you see just a bit of a flow-on effect of people dropping off. And it's kind of, yeah, resulted in games like last week where we lose to Caranbarra when we definitely should have won. So has this season been, I guess, a pass worse or better? And where can that improvement come from for the rest of this season and into next year to really make that leap? Yeah, it definitely hasn't been a pass. We're definitely, uh, we came into the year with the ambition of making finals and it'll be a miracle for us to make it. So well, it's still mathematically possible, still Sam. still mathematically possible, that's, that's for sure. But um, it's definitely, the year so far, it's not a pass and, and we know that. Um, and yeah, the, the improvement... The improvement comes from more, more footy together, more, more buy-in from everyone, hopefully pick up a couple more players in the off-season. And if, if like our best side on paper, the, I'd, I'm confident it can compete with almost anybody on our day. Obviously, there's a lot of class and sides that have played a lot of footy together. But if we can get some cohesion next year, and I'm pretty sure most of the boys will stick around, nearly everyone. So um, uh, next year is obviously yeah, the, the big year for us. I see, Sammy, a lot of these clubs now uh, in Vlock Kongwak, as Aidan told us earlier, trying a couple of kids, new kids again today. Yeah. You've got a couple out there today, Grenis and Thomas. Tell us yep. a little bit about them. Yeah, so Ash has played his first senior game last year um, and, yeah, really is, is small and lightly framed, but um, he, he tackles aw- awesomely. He plays forward or on the wing. Um, yeah, good skills. He'll, he'll have a crack all day, so definitely keep your eye on him. And Owie... Thomas, yeah, um, another one that throws his body in there. He's, he's a little bit, he's not a tall, but he's not a small either. He, um, last week he was actually really good, got his, got his hands on it quite a bit. And, yeah, he's made his senior debut a few weeks ago now. And um, he's been really impressive. And, yeah, we've been happy with what he's been able to do for us. Will Thomas play through a wing? Uh, potentially, I think he'll be more forward today. Yep. Yeah. Okay, because that's one area that you really you need goal kickers. Yeah. Um, although having said that, Gibson comes back into the side. You have got two in the top ten, which yeah. is pretty good. Sitting eighth, Dario's I, kicked a few too. I think one of our boys put a stat in. If you merge Gibbo and Dario's tally, they're like almost the best one-two punch in the comp or in yeah. the top three or something like that. Um, obviously, Gibbo being out the last couple of weeks has allowed Dario to get amongst the goals a little bit more. But, yeah, if those two are both firing, it, it's, it can be hard to stop for any defence. Sammy, how do you get it done today, mate? You just have to win. Yeah, it's it's an emo- it's it's going to be um, very evenly poised. It's a flip of the coin This game. is where you've got to dig deep, though. Yeah, you look at both sides. And after the result last week, you'd hope that we have some sort of emotional response. Um, and yeah, obviously we have to pay attention to their good players, which is something we didn't. We, we knew who, who Karimbara's good players were last week. We didn't do enough to stop them. Kui Rapp have obviously got a, um, a lot of good ones, and especially up forward with Amin and Wells. So if we can stop them today, that'll go a long way. To you you sound a little bit flat, mate. That got anything to do with last night? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of the most frustrating games of football was, I, wasn't I've it? watched as, as a Collingwood supporter in the last couple of years, but. Um, nah, it's, it's probably, if you look at it, it's probably not the worst loss to have. It's um, not going not gonna to really result in, in our, where we finish at the end of the year. And Carlton are on, you've got to give credit to them. They're on, all right. The, 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 Blues, the Blues were flat, uh, the Pies were flat and 
um, hopefully it wakes them up. Sammy, so you still are our producer, by the way. It's uh, my last day, though. Yeah, that's right. Sinclair's <laughs> pulled out a Carlton hat on. He's wearing a Carlton hat. It's not too late for you to sack him uh, yeah. if you wanted to. All right, yeah, finish up now. <laughs> Can we Have we got time just to quickly touch on the Nathan Buckley game last very quickly, week? Because yeah. you called that one out there. It sounded fantastic. Yeah, it was great. The community support and the, like there was genuine excitement before the game to see Bucks play and uh, unfortunately it didn't last as long as, as everybody was hoping and as Bucks was hoping and uh, it was, but it was, was kind of be, to be expected considering he was 50 years old and the last time he played was 2007 so and he was doing hammies back then yeah. when, when he was playing last. So, he, yeah he was um, but like it was, a, it was a day that the Neil Madonna boys will never forget. They're the, still talking about it. They yeah. said he was fantastic. Yeah, it, yeah. It, like it's I heard pretty, he, he stayed there till 10.30 at night. Yeah, it's pretty clear yeah. that he's a ripping bloke. It's, yeah, um, he had to be up at four. That. Everybody knows that by now. And um, he, uh, yeah, the, the Neil Madonna boys will remember that forever. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the win, but yeah. hopefully it carries a bit of momentum into the rest of the year and next year for him. 10.30 yeah, at anyway. night, and Sammy had him working at four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, feeling a little bit sore the next morning with the hammy, but still in bright spirits. But you made him come into work anyway. Yeah. You're a hard taskmaster, Watson. Good luck today, Sammy. Thanks, boys. Yeah, uh, go yeah, well. Thanks for a great it. job, and thanks to Sinkers for all the hard work he's done. Thank you, mate. Yeah, nice work. You we, make us look good. We, thanks, buddy. We might even talk to you uh, a little later on this afternoon. Sammy Watson there. Uh, appreciate him making the time to... Um, uh, complete some of his warm-up in front of the broadcast van. He looked a bit flat, didn't he? Diagonally opposite still to him, the Jadrons. <laughs> He's a I little bit flat. Anyway, time for us to move on here. It's time now for us to... This is a little segment. you like this one, Aiden, if you haven't heard it before. We call it Hot or Not. Hot or Not. For Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. All right, so hot or not, this is what we come up with. Well, we're going to get you one of these as well at some point, uh, Aiden, but I'll start. All right, we ready? Is, gentlemen, is this hot or not? After beating Inverloch Kongwak last week, Nanagoon are a genuine premiership contender in 2023. Is that hot or not? After what we're just talking about, it's hot. Once you get in there, uh, they've, they've drawn with Phillip Island and they've beaten Inverloch Kongwak. Damn! It is hot. Yeah, I think it's hot. Yeah, hot. Yeah. All right. Uh, you could take the second one there. Uh, uh, we shouldn't have been surprised about Nathan Buckley's hamstring injury coming on Sunday. <laughs> Boxy, what do you reckon? Yeah. So uh, you, as Watto said, I think that's yeah, that's hot. I think his hamstring would have been pretty hot. <laughs> didn't matter in the end. Unfortunate for Bucks, as Watto said, there was a massive turnout, but it was great for local footy nonetheless. I'm going to call it not because I don't want it to be not. the legacy. Of his oh, involvement in the legacy. The till was the legacy. <laughs> ching ching. Well, it was going all day, they reckon. Hopefully they've gone they've gone well out of it. All right, Aiden, you've got a list in front of you. What's your first hot or not? So, hot or not, the Allen Bank Footy League has rarely seen 100 games better than that of Jack Hazendonk for Puong. Hot. That is damn totally hot. hot. Damn hot. It's damn hot. So, today... We, we, we sung his praises all year last oh, year. To, to, Jack yeah, Hazendonk today plays his 100th game for Puong. And in that time, he's won two league best and fairest. He would be as hard as any yeah. in and under midfielder I've seen in country footy. He'd walk into this comp ripper. and be as damaging in he'd, this comp. He'd walk into this comp yeah. and rip it a fresh one. Yeah. He's at Puong, not because of the league. He's there because he loves that yeah. footy club. He's a ripper. I was actually at the best and fairest count last year. My partner plays netball there. Yep. And he ran away with that, like, yeah. easiest oh, you yeah. could ever think yeah. of. And I'm like, who, wonder who this fella is. And I watched a... him play one day. 
and I found out. Well, I am so I don't bad. reckon there's a better kick in Gippsland for a man his size. Yeah, yeah all depth. that truth. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, ungainly at times, but just, yeah, hard as a cat's head is the old saying there, no doubt about it, with Jack. All right. Uh, have you got another one, Brad? I've yeah, got one, yeah. Got, today is Helene's last genuine chance to get a win this season against Tura. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm calling that hot. Yeah, it's, it's, a, oh, it's, it's definitely their last chance. Is uh, and, and and they won't get it done just quietly. I don't think because it is at Tura, and that have you ever been out there? The best backdrop of a country. Yeah, lovely, ground. very very You'll pretty countryside. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it is. And we get to see a few. That's true. Yes, we do. Yeah. Not All anymore. right. No, there's no um, Remu being uh, Rugby League Heartlands uh, up there. Do. There's no doubt about that one. That's thanks to uh, Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi. Tractors and farm machinery. That was hot or not for this week. We do need to go to a break. We're a little bit early, uh, Blake, but we'll do it anyway. Give us more time for our uh, previews. And come on, man, still to come here on Saturdays at Gippsland. Don't forget our match of the day coming up this afternoon where Kuri Rupp are going to pay uh, the Kilcunda Bass Footy Club a visit this afternoon. We're right here. Perfect conditions. It should be a beauty. So if you can't get down here, don't go anywhere and stick with us on SEN track for this afternoon's action. A quick break. Back with more Saturdays at Gippsland right after this. Live on SEN track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Great to have your company here Saturdays in Gippsland live at Killy Bass Football Club for this afternoon's match of the day here on SEN Track. I'm with Brad and Aiden. Brad's last day, Aiden's first day. Uh, and uh, trying to manage them both here. Got pretty close there with the producer before, but Ooh. he managed to get through that segment, did uh, Brad Sinclair, before his move up to the Central Coast of New South Wales. All right, it's time now for Come On Man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man, it is. Uh, I'm going to start. You ready? Yep. All right. Uh, the test match, the fifth test is underway in the UK as we speak. I think we just finished day two and it's pretty evenly poised in the lead up to this fifth test and the struggle, the trials and tribulations around his form and his career and prolonging his career. David Warner was interviewed and in the interview, when referring to uh, his resilience and being able to come back and continue and sustain his performance over a long period of time, he compared himself oh, no. to John Farnham. <laughs> come, on, come on, man! Oh, come on, Warner. <laughs> I didn't hear that. No, a little bit of wee came out when I heard that one, oh, I've got to tell you. And while we're on that, yeah. that was the greatest documentary I've ever seen in my life, the one on John Farnham during the week. How good was it? Really it good. Was Loved it was fantastic. Yeah. My old whispering Jack. Yeah, it was a great story. It is what a, a ripping life. Story. What an interesting life he's led. Yeah. Yeah, true enough. And, a, and a, Warner said that. He said, "Did Candice tell him to say that?" His career is <laughs> very, very similarly aligned to that of John Farnham. John I've Farnham, gone, come on, man! He loves some runs in the second innings, Dave. Oh, yeah, well, geez. perhaps we should get, talk to John Farnham about keeping his right elbow nice and high as he you, goes you forward. You know what I heard yesterday on SEN? Someone, Ryan Harris, talking to Dwayne Russell. Yeah. Ryan Harris said maybe, and he was serious. Maybe Warner's in the side because he's very good in the rooms. He brings up morale. 
Mate, you've got to make, right? You get me in the rooms, you'll have the so that's greatest his job. time you've ever had. That's I not his job. I won't make a run either. His job oh. is to make runs, right? I heard, yeah. I heard Tubby Taylor say that he's in the team because he's a great first slipper. And he dropped a soda Dro- on oh. day one. <laughs> he shot. dropped a Christmas pudding in the first half hour <laughs> yeah. of the test match. Couldn't catch a cold. Anyway, so uh, I think we'd all agree he's not no. like John Farnham. All right, who's next? Oh, I've got a beauty here. Yeah. AFLW and the Melbourne Football Club. Yeah. Come on, man. For allowing Taylor Harris to compete in a boxing match six weeks prior to the season and got her face rearranged by <laughs> Millicent Abgabobbiglon. I can't even say her name. But she got... Did you see her yeah, eye? Yeah. She had they, a balloon on her cheek. Well, you know... Yeah, and you know what they've done? They're building a statue and it's cost them an extra $400,000 for the swelling on the eye. Oh, they put, put that, that on, on the statue. The, on the face. Come on, man. Come on, Come on man. man. Could you imagine? In the, you can't take the women's game seriously when this is happening. Well, no, you can't. But I, that's a serious question all the same. She's getting a statue. Do they put the little mouse under the eye in the oh, statue? But could you imagine? You're a Geelong supporter. Yeah. Paddy Dangerfield going up to uh, uh, Chris Scott and saying, mm. Hey, Scotty. Uh, I know we're six weeks to the season. I'm still uh, six rounds with Tyson next Saturday. I'm going to go fight Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> well, I don't think he would anyway. But it's just yeah. Ollie Wine's Ridiculous. got in some deep water for water skiing. So. Yeah, well, you, you just... And I love the women's game. Don't take me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, she's a professional athlete and you an exceptional one at that. that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a... Uh, how did that... How was that allowed by the Melbourne Football Club? Well, they'd be... Firstly. They'd, surely they're reconsidering their position on that now. Ooh, I think it's happened before... And on those occasions, she's, she's dealt with her opponent pretty easily. So uh, that was different this week. So yeah, you imagine they might reassess there. Far be it from me to try to get back onto Carlton. But <laughs> well, you're going to try. Uh, I'm on my drive on the way here, and I nearly swallowed me fourth pie. <laughs> uh, Liam Pickering on off the bench mm. this morning carried on about Owies of Carlton on grabbing his Carlton jumper and celebrating after a goal. Yeah. Is he a grumpy old man or what? What the hell is wrong He'd with like grabbing it. your... No, he said it was absolutely ludicrous over the top. Yeah. He grabbed his jumper. I didn't hear that. And this is Carlton Collingwood. I know you played for Geelong, yeah. Liam, and your biggest game would have been at Cadinia Park in front of 10,000 people because no one went or, or, to watch those games. This or is Carlton the, Collingwood. Or the AFL Grand Final against West Coast. But I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no one went to that either. No, well, they did. No one cared he, about Geelong yeah, and West Coast and, in the 90s. And he played. Look, he was a very good player, by the way. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. not, no, I'm not, so is always. But I'm not having a go at him personally. I'm just saying. Mm. If Could you imagine running out in front of... 86,000, and we're not talking fans, we're talking crazies. 86, screaming. 86,000 screaming idiots. To put well, you in not. front of Collingwood. Yeah, no, I get it. I, get it. I, I don't see the I, jump. I, I loved it. I don't get where that's coming from, but this is a come on man, so what do you do? Oh, come on. I oh, know, I got carried away. Come on, Liam! Come on, <laughs> come man! <laughs> Was that your last one? Does he listen to this? I'm no, going tomorrow anyway. I'm haunted at 5 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, you, you are. This is uh, one hour that, closer to the end. That's what they were after, the fans, wasn't it? A bit of fight for the jumper, oh, for, the, for the monogram? I loved it. Well, that's I, what's been missing. I exactly just loved right. it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let me just 
take you back if you're going to talk about Collingwood. Mm. You know, so Jack Ginevan was <laughs> he was the king of celebrators last year. Isn't too much to celebrate about this? He just quietly and and someone's taken over the Frosby flop from Ginevan. Is that Murphy? Oh yes, he did it again last he's night. He's a diver. Mm, yeah, I know. Oh, there was few, a few people trying oh. to defend him uh, during the week, but unfortunately Jeez. he's done it again. Yeah. I actually Mrs D spotted that did uh, she? watching it last night as well. Terrible. Said Don't like that. it. All right, that's that's come on, man. So there's the lesson there, Aiden. You're going to make sure you turn up next week with a couple of come on, mans uh, for the show. All right, before we get into our preview, just a quick one. Celebrating 100 years, I think I mentioned this last weekend, the Katani Football Netball Club, past players, officials and supporters day today, Ooh, Saturday the 29th day. of July. They were great sports last weekend with everything that went on around the Nilma yes. Darnham game. And uh, today they celebrate 100 years. Congratulations to the Katani Football Club. One other thing on the bulletin board that I wanted to just bring up, I've mentioned this the last couple of weeks, OTLR, Outside the Locker Room, the fifth annual Outside the Locker Room Cup, the Nepean Seagulls and the Bayside Sharks, raising awareness for mental health and emergency services. This game is on Friday, the 29th of September at the Lang Lang Recreation Reserve. What a great venue that mm. one is. That's the Friday before the AFL Grand Final. That's a massive day. They've got netball games, I think two or three games of footy. It's on all day long for a terrific cause to raising awareness for mental health and emergency services. That's the OTLR charity match. And Warrigal Industrials have got their big night tonight after the Phillip Island game at home. The uh, teams of the 25 years. So they've got a big one there tonight. It's over at the uh, Country Club. I'll, uh, if I know Nick Goody, who be uh, he's probably uh, already on it. He'd be on the syrup already. So how do they imagine. do that? They pack it up at home at Western Park and then go over up, to the golf club yeah, up the hill. Six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it'll be a big night because they've had some good sides over the years. Don't worry. As Katani has, going back on your Katani one, yep. geez, they were a good side through the late 90s, early 2000s, and then into the mid-2000s. Yeah. 100 years, that's, it's, it's really good when you're seeing some clubs struggling now and folding to see a club where there's nothing in the town but a milk bar. Uh, 100 years, that's super, One super effort. Legends, Owen Fitzpatrick. Oh, big boy. 1,000 goals. I was lucky yes. enough to play a bit of reserves football in Inverloch with Owen. Awesome fella, absolute legend. Yeah. He taught me a thing or two on the footy field as well. He was great to play up forward with. Right. Absolute legend, 1,000 goals. Might have kicked Blues. a few goals against um, sides I've coached over the years too. He's a brilliant... Geez, it was a beautiful kick. Never, Kicking a mile. Never saw him miss. So the Katani Football Club, 100 years old. Congratulations to everybody involved. That's a big day, and I hope they enjoy themselves today. Wouldn't it be nice if they... What jumpers does the Katani wear again? Carlton jumpers. Thank you very oh, much. I, I fell for that. <laughs> see that? Last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. Let's get to our Allen Bank and District Football and Netball League preview of this afternoon's action. I think we're going into round... Uh, round 17. 17. Big, big EDFL, so getting towards the pointy end of the season for Ellenbank. Three teams have a bye this right. week, so it's a shortened round. Yeah, Normadarnham, okay. Niora and Trafalgar have the bye this week. Uh, the top top of the ladder, Bullen Bullen, had a big wing last week, two by 123 points over Yarrigan. They're at home today against Lang Lang, and who are sitting in fifth spot. They need to win. They're a game and 5% ahead of Poo Wong in sixth spot, so that's a big game. That's a whopper.
for the Tigers. Mm. Pu Wong, who are at home, they take on the seventh place Long Wari. So they need to win that. So if Pu Wong win and Lang Lang lose, which I would think would happen and today. That's, that's the... Uh, going back inside the five. SEN track match of the day in the Elibank competition with uh, Dylan and Robbie Goodwin calling that one today. Certainly is. And You'd what a job they did last week of the Neil Madanam yeah, terrific, game it? with Nathan Buckley. Really good. Yeah, very good. You'd think that Pu Wong would get it done for, for Hazy. Yeah, yeah. Puwong, uh, Katani sitting ninth, take on Yarrigan, who got a caning. Great win for Katani, behind all day last mm. week. They fall in by two points. I like him. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Now, yeah. fourth fourth place side. They're sitting fourth. They take on the second placed Allen Bank. They're at home. Uh, they're six points behind that six spots. So they need to win this one, and I think they'll get it done. Gee, this corresponding game last year, you and yeah. I called it, Brad, and, and they uh, beat them to the tune of about 60-odd points that yeah. day. They've got a fair bit to prove. It hasn't been... They haven't had it on their terms this year, the Cats, but, uh, as you say, they might be the most talented fourth-place side in all of regional footy in Victoria. Yeah. They're a sleeping giant. They are, yeah. and I think they'll get... The percentage tells you that. 281. What fourth-place side is sitting with a percentage of 281? Come from kicking goals, and I can tell yeah. you that the leading goal kicker in the competition... Is a man that Brad Sinclair left out of his team of the year last oh, year. We still going down. That's true. Uh, Luke Kinder with yeah. 44 goals for the season is the competition's leading goal kicker. Mm. Uh, I don't know whether we saw that coming, but what we did see in Grand Final day last year in an absolutely pulsating finish. Uh, they won by one point, but he kicked two goals in 60 seconds early in the final quarter. Just a set fire to that place at Yarrigan. It was absolutely electrifying. Really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Sean Phelan in second place with 41. Uh, Hayden Baker with 37 in third. I've got a couple in there. Chris Urie and Lockie Bembridge are also in the top 10 for Neerham South. So, uh, like last year, they're a goal-kicking machine. We haven't touched on the West Kippy goal-kicking. We'll probably do that later just before we get into the game. Yeah, you've got I, forgot, I forgot. Well, I did forget to mention them. Nathan Gardner well out in top by 43 goals. Yeah. Uh, 34 goals, sorry. Uh, 73 goals he's kicked. Mason McGarrity is his second. Equal second from Warrigal Industrials on 39. And Dermot Yorney from Nanagoon is on 39 with him. And Taylor Gibson, who makes his return to Killy Bass back today, Good is on 38. And that is a super effort because I think it's about five games he's missed. Yeah. Well, last time he returned was against Kuirup and he kicked 10. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. He did too. Okay. So just backtracking on that there, Dermot Yorney, he's in third, 39 goals. Have they got enough out of him this year? Oh, he's missed a fair bit of footy too. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he He probably didn't set the world on fire last week. He kicked one. Yeah. But it's just his hands. He's... His hands, if we, he's a, to me, he's a September forward. Yeah. The weather's nice, it's dry, you get that ball out in front of him. He just clunks yeah. Oh, yeah. ice like grip. Yeah, but that's uh, coming into finals, that could be good for the goon. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'd love to see a shootout with he and Gardner in a final. Yeah. Massive. What a year Nathan Gardner's had. I mean, 73 goals is just a super effort. I know there's four games to go. But he's got to kick seven a game on an average to, to get it. And oh, oh, I know I'm getting... Do they feed him? Do you well, keep Ryan, Ryan out of the way? Well, you, you, all, all you're worried yeah, about doing... very hard to do. You just look at winning. That's yeah. what you want to I do. I don't know how we've done this, but we've, uh, we did our West Gippsland preview early. We've turned our element yes. preview into an West that's Gippsland. That's because the boss of West Gippsland just walked yeah, in. Well, that's you think all we've I'm got to do. There's just one other thing I wanted to touch on too. An MVP, Reeling Consulting MVP for the Ellenbank competition, where the coaches vote 3-2-1 on 
after every match. And so these are legit votes rather than just what we get off HQ. In the element competition, Jack Hazendonk, with two league best and fairest to his name already, is leading that competition by two votes over Bryce Joyce from Ellenbank. 33 to 31. I think it'll be between them. Maybe Granger from Long Worry lurking in the background. But Jack could do it again. Could be a three-time yeah. league best and fairest. Yeah, and... What a good little player. You just wonder, does he... I know people, they have real loyalty to a club, but they're just trying to play a better competition. I'm not knocking Allenbank, but do you have a go at another no, he, competition? He loves his footy club. Mate. Yeah. Um, but there's a good example of being able to pit against the best in the region. One day, and this is my hobby horse, has been for a long time, divisional football. Yeah. Yeah, so he might be running around in, in what could be a... Uh, lower division with Puong. They have a few wins, win themselves a flag, go up into the higher division. Let's see what Jack's like. Well, in that we've been talking about that for 15 years. By the time that happens, he might be retired. No, it's going to happen. It'll happen. Yeah, but he no might doubt. be retired. You know, five well, leagues and retired. He's only a yeah. hundred. <laughs> he's only a hundred games into his career. We're going to get. Uh, we mightn't have seen the best of Jack Hazendonk just. Oh Jesus! If, if he's got more room, I want to see that. He's a ripper. Yeah. He's been getting some offers, I think, as well. And they just said that he, he stays at Puong. He loves the. Wow, game. that's yeah. amazing. That yeah. that is, gee, that's uh, that's that's unheard of these days, isn't it? You know. All right. Let's turn our attention, if we would mind, just quickly. We've got four minutes to go uh, to today's match of the day here in the West uh, Gippsland football and netball competition. Killy Bass today hosting Killy Rupp. And uh, technically, mathematically, it is, is still possible for Kilcunda to make the finals. Perfect conditions, 17 degrees and sunny out there. The ground looks absolutely perfect. It'll be our match of the day on SEN track this afternoon. I'll give you just a quick heads up in the reserve grade. Kiwi Rupp, 21-14-140, leading Killy Bass two straight 12. It's a bit of a mismatch in the reserve grade there, boys. Uh, how's this going to pan out this afternoon, Aiden? I think it's going to be who plays on Taylor Gibson. I did... Uh, Kilcunda Bass game here earlier in the year when they played Coenborough Bina and when he's in the side they go to him and he works out for them because he's outstanding on the lead, yep. his hands are immaculate and he's a booming go set shot for goal, he's having shots from the square and nailing them mm. albeit there was a bit of wind that day so that'll be a key matchup, I think the Demons are really going to miss Nathan Voss yep. I think he's holidaying in Europe at the moment Right. Um, he is an absolute superstar uh, he's one of those players that's been up in those votes, as you see on Play HQ for a number of years. Him and Matt, his younger brother, have been outstanding for them through the middle, but he's out today, as I mentioned, so that's going to be massive for them. I think Matt's going to have to step up in the middle because the Panthers, the Panthers engine room is, is really, really good behind Cooley and, and Nathan Foote. Uh, Kelly Bass won this corresponding game uh, back in round four by 17 points over at Kui Rupp, which is really interesting, isn't it? Because at that stage, let's remember, Kiwi Rupp won that first game against Darlston by 88 points. So they were in good form early in the year, Kiwi. So that was a big win. It was a bit of a turning point for them, uh, for the Bass side. And then they, they went bad again, but they met some really good sides in Phillip Island and Envelope Conwack then. So I like what both sides have got, where they've got top 12 goal kickers up forward. It's going to be an interesting game. I'm going to just weigh towards Kiwi Rupp. Yeah, OK. It's interesting. So I, I think the home side will get it done this afternoon. What about you, Aids? Oh, I'm going to pick the Panthers. I think they'll win pretty comfortably today. They'll want to fight back, as what I mentioned, after a pretty embarrassing loss last week. Yeah, they were embarrassed last week and every right to be. Uh, and and quickly, there. Jason Wells for Kui Rupp. Yep. Played in 
the three premierships for Kilcunda Bass in 11, 12 and 13 that they've got their reunion yep. for here today. Okay. So, so that's... Uh, yeah, he's got a special day. He'd want to do well in front of all his ex-teammates. Teammates. Yeah, absolutely. He'd have been the young yes. one in that time. That's about all we've got time for Saturdays in Gippsland for this weekend. Brad Sinclair, your last Saturdays in Gippsland. Yeah. Just want to say thanks for all the work you do Thank putting you. into it. You're not going anywhere. We've got a game of footy to call yes. this afternoon here on SEN Track. So if you're not getting, uh, can't get down to the ground here today, I'd urge you to stay tuned here on 91.3 SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland. The match of the day, Kelly Bass against Kelly Rupp. This is Saturdays at Gibson. Ian, Aiden, and what's his name? Sinclair. Da, 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 da. Signing off da. yet again. <laughs> we'll talk to you shortly for the match of the day. Bye for now.